not, why would I run to the wrong end zone though? Because you're a big dumb idiot, I, and it's a would you rather? Damage? Like, what, what, what's going on? You know, that's honestly the sign of a good commercial, which is you can argue it's the sign of a bad commercial when you can't remember what the heck it's a commercial for. It's funny, it's interesting that LeBron James has a house in L.A. In L.A., yeah, that's right. So he doesn't live in Cleveland, he doesn't live in Akron. Absolutely not. He's he's in L.A. every other time that he's not playing for the Cavs. Very interesting. Think about the technicality of that guy in court. He could sue the Mets because technically Mr. Met only has four fingers. of floor seats in baseball would be if they start selling tickets to where fans get to sit in the dugout. You have to rock the Kyle Guy man bun for a year. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 41 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. This is what some people consider the dry months in sports. Before we talk about that, let's just tell our listeners what our conversations today are inspired by. Little Natty Bo, man. Nashi- National Bohemian Beer. And, you know, that's in layman's terms, the Natty Bo, which a lot of people, it has a negative connotation just because of Natty Natty Bo. Light. So you think Natty Light, Natty Ice. It's better than it. Th- not much. Trust me, I like it. And I remember going to like Camden Yards and like drinking Natty Bows at Camden Yards. I, it must be brewed. In I thought Baltimore. it was like high class. It definitely when I was going to Camden Yards. Because what craft beer? No, definitely not definitely craft, not craft beer. beer. It's crab beer. Yeah. When when you it, it has a Maryland like flag. All the Maryland people are ex- obsessed with their flag, so it's got that on there. That's all they drink in, in Maryland is Natty Bow. Yeah. Don't you, have, don't you have the shirt? I have a shirt. With the wink? Just the Bowman. The Bowman on the shirt. That's the only thing on the shirt. Was it a Camden Yards giveaway? No, I bought it for five bucks outside Camden Yards. Oh, you bought it? Oh, five bucks, yeah. Huh, One I of bet. those, like, give me a donation. I'll give you a shirt. Oh, a donation. One of those. Uh, so a, don- five bucks a donation. Yeah, it's good Not deal. bad. You have uh, you have the bucket hat that uh, Camden Yards gave away. That was a giveaway. You have some. Okay, that was a giveaway. You're cleaning up there at old at old Camden Yards. Okay, sports this week and just this. I mean, the month of July. People say, oh, it's a down month of sports. We don't think so. We're baseball guys, so we're going to be talking All Star Game, Home Run Derby. It's a down week as yeah. far as this week is break, but sure. I mean, it's it's still lively. We still have stuff that, going on. We still have that to talk about though. That's gonna that's gonna be our front page pretty much. Is All Star Game Home Run Derby. We might get into a little bit of uh, summer league talk and why it's so popular this summer. We got in general. Just we to go away for a few months. Sure. We got a schlub of the week, possibly a dude of the week. Might need to wrap up the ESPYs. Wow, we got a lot of stuff going on. And, of course, our featured segment, new segments, our first interview of all time here on Perpetual Sports Talk. We got Kentucky Booney joining us in, I don't know, a couple minutes. You can look at the description and see exactly when he'll be on. We'll have a nice little conversation about normal guy sports. What is his real name? What is he going to call him Kentucky Booney? I have no idea what his real name is. Let's just call him Kentucky Booney. His last name is Booney, is it not? 
I don't know. I hope he's not offended, but let's just keep calling him Kentucky. I, th- I, I, I would hope he think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll ask him for sure. Never mind. It's I'm I'm looking forward to it. I go think with, go with a fake name like we do. Yeah, it's Sean Scott. <laughs> alias is right there. You can't. You never identify yourself. All right, let's just jump right into it. First of all, let's go chronological order. So let's start home run derby. Okay. Did you like it? Did you watch it? Why did you watch it? Why didn't you watch it? What do you think? You asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. No, I'm asking Chewy, the pug sitting in my feet. Who? Yeah. <laughs> So you're asking our listeners. I didn't like it as much as the past. I mean, obviously, change, I think, is a big deal to us two. We don't like it. The timed? But I think the timed is good. I don't like the format. And I know this is a very easy answer to a lot of people. But I don't like how they're matched up. And mm-hmm. you know why. I have a huge beef with this. You know where I'm going with this. Is Justin Bohr. Right. Or George Mason alum, who we're both alum. 20 some home runs. Had, t- had the second most home runs mm-hmm. in the first round of the Home Run Derby and lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. He put on a show. He was almost the most fun guy to watch. Yeah. He didn't hit him as far as judge, but I didn't like that. And I, I mean, the Home Run Derby is Home Run Derby, and they change it year to year. The whole, like, has to go 440 feet for it to be 30 seconds more. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like that either. I think if it goes over the fence, it goes over the fence. It's... I think it was just with that rule of it being timed opened up Pandora's box of all these little loopholes and things. Love, what about the, this, this, the and this? The thing isn't the thing that gets me, though. That's not the thing that gets me because it moved along. It, it, was, it was done by 10, 15. I thought it was three. It was, was it two and it some change? I, I thought it was, it was like three. Uh-huh. The All-Star game itself was three. Okay, but so, I, I don't know the exact specifics, but it moved more than it did in the past. I mean, there are certain home yeah. run derbies that you can remember, and Josh Hamilton at Yankee Stadium's one. I can't name any other else. I have probably watched them every single year, but I can't name one. Well, Stanton won last year. Right, but, like, do you remember watching it? Do you remember it? Yeah, because last year there in San Diego, they had those stupid throwback Padre uniforms. You know, you right, it's weird. I mean, and and next year when we're talking about the home run derby, and we can't remember what went on this year. Well, this was all this it's going to be is be a memorable remember, one, right? Do you remember Judge hitting a 511 foot home run and and you know hitting the roof of uh, of Marlins of Marlins Stadium there hitting the I like the home run derby. It gets people that aren't baseball guys like we are, like in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to watch it with the girlfriend. So like, and she enjoyed it. You know, she doesn't enjoy watching a normal baseball game, but she's yeah. like, "Oh, that's you know, batting practice, glorified batting practice. Right. I can do that." Yeah, that's the. Like, she that's can the sit name. through that. Anybody mm-hmm. can sit through that, and it's fun. And you got the kids and the dads pitching to them, and I don't know. It was just a good atmosphere. I I, I enjoyed that part of it, and it's good young faces. Honestly, yeah. Judge Bellinger, sure, great young guys for the for the league. And I know Harper touched on that in the All Star game. We'll get. We'll get to that one, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Does Judge get hazed anymore in the Yankees locker room? I mean, he's a rookie and all. He's got to go through rights of passage. He's got but to. But he's, so he's the home run leader right now. Oh, so what? He's a rookie. I, mean, I thought you were going to say because he's 6'7". It uh, could be because he's 6'7". Uh, Might be the case. Dude, with 6'7 guys all the time, they're, they're pretty soft. Who, who other, what other guy is 6'7 in the Yankees locker room? No, nobody. Clubhouse. He's one of the biggest guys in baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Six seven's big, but he's like, a big guy. Yeah. It's a big guy. I don't want to haze big guy. He's definitely getting hazed. Wear the pink backpack around. Yeah, you know, home run derby, fun, but the, the with the time, 
I feel like it just brings up a bunch of rules that I like forget about. And it's just like nonchalant with with two. Yeah, with inside certain times and adding time. Why can't you pitches? It's either an out, it's either this thing or it's that thing. It's a home run or it's out. Timeouts and a certain number of timeouts and and the money ball, the gold ball counting is more. Like, it's just too much stuff. It's a little too complicated for me. I mean, I'm not all that, you know, I can't follow. A lot of stuff going on. It's too much stuff. I like the 10 outs, honestly. I get it. It was too long and it didn't yeah. move and nobody watched it. But. Right. But what, I mean, whatever rule change that you have, it's going to come along with your positives and your negatives, no matter what it's, it, it's something's always going to sure. be there. And people are now complaining a bit about the all-star game and how, you know, this year it w- it's going back to being meaningless. Okay. However, guys are still competing. I'm glad it went back to being meaningless, but I got to say that I'm kind of impressed with the way the MLB All-Star Game is played because we've been on the show before. We've had episodes. I mean, we've been doing this for a while now, mm-hmm. and we've, we've had episodes where we just complain about the All-Star Games the entire episode. Yeah. I mean, the NBA All-Star Game was a joke, and yeah. we just bagged on that for an hour, mm-hmm. one episode. The Pro Bowl, obviously, we laugh at that. MLB, they just showed out. It was competitive. It like, was a two to one nut cutter game. There's not much that you can complain about that. Yeah, I mean, two home. Run, I mean, it really it, it sort of encapsulated a little bit what's been going on in the season. You see what I'm saying? There's like 23 strikeouts and two home runs. That's what it was. What are you what? talking about? There's been the most home runs in like MLB history. Right. That's what I'm month. right. That's what I'm saying. There were there were three runs in the game and two of them were scored off. Oh, I thought you meant there was gonna be a lot of home runs. No, well That's... well in retro in comparison, pound for pound, there were a lot of home runs because there were only three runs scored. That's what I'm saying. And there was twenty three strikeouts between both clubs in ten innings. It's a lot. Right. That's the, right. that's a lot. But that's what's been going on in the MLB. So it sort of summarized what has been the it. first half of the MLB season with strikeouts the and Buck runs. The Buck Showalter plan. It just hit a home run. Yeah, that was even Earl Weaver. Yeah. Earl Weaver was obsessed yeah. with the long ball Got but, s- long, long ago. Shoot you a question. What would the MLB All-Star game look like if they cared as much as NBA All-Star game? If they cared as much. If they cared as much as the NBA All Star Game, just you know, lollipopping with that lollipopping BP in there, yeah. But again, it's I mean, it's a culture thing. Chris Sale said after the game, you know, I knew I was only going to be in there for an inning or two, so I'm going to let it go a little. Yeah, you know, he's I'm not sure if he ticked a hundred, but he's consistently up there in the upper nineties in the first inning. You know, I'm just I'm just going to let it go. And stealing the bag and Bryce Harper laying out for that pop fly, you know, in, in right center field. Yeah, you have risk of injury, but he's going to go over there and catch the baseball. Now, did you like the player interviews during the game? The like the mic'd up thing? Yeah. yeah. I, I loved it. Honestly, I, I did. I loved it. As a baseball traditionalist. Of course not. Like people were complaining about it. Here's why it's cool. Because 
people don't want to admit this, but what a baseball player does in between pitches. Nothing. Yeah, he he goes through all of the all of the <laughs> situations in his head, but really because it's it's a 162 game season and each game is three and a half hours long, if they're that locked in 100% of the time between each and every single pitch, they're going to drive themselves nuts. So yeah. they'll, you know, they'll kick around some dirt and they'll and they'll and they'll chatter with each other and you teach guys to do that. You you know, you got to know like where you're going with the baseball, like figure out, okay, this plays out and the, the pitch is coming. The pitch is, uh, you know, calling for outside. It's a righty, you know, so I'm playing right field. Maybe I'm going to get a jab to my left to go get the ball. All that, all that stuff that yeah. non-baseball people really can't appreciate. But then there's that idea of fun. Like, oh, right. hey, you know, how's it going over there? Oh, you got the fans sitting behind you, blah, blah, blah. Like chattering with each other. So him being mic'd up, it's not like, you know, Harper was mic'd up. It's not like he's distracted or anything. Of course not. Dude. He's of he's just not. you know he's talking to Joe Buck. Oh, it's really easy. Your your mind wanders out there. Well, once you get well, in the right position, it just wanders. Well, out. not a professional. Not a oh, professional's mind isn't wandering. No, it's not. I guarantee you, it, Bryce Harper's not thinking no. about every. He was thinking about so like they asked him the question of like what are you thinking about every pitch and he gave a, the correct answer. You know, thinking about what our pitchers what pitch he's gonna throw. What kind of hitter he is? You go the opposite way yeah. a lot, and I get that. But Bryce Harper, first of all, can't see the pitch call. Yeah, but shortstop or second baseman signals to him. Really, every pitch. Yeah, just about every pitch. Just to be go there and watch. Teams do it differently. Just watched. arms up, or sometimes center fielder will do something. So corner outfielders be looking at center fielder because center fielder has a better view to see signs. All right, I get it. There but is all that baseball, all that just small ball, old school baseball stuff the entire time. He's locked 100. in, but there is no, no. I'm not saying he's. That's the only thing in his head, and it's not just Bryce Harper. This is every baseball player. You do think about that stuff, like the like right after the previous pitch is thrown. And once you're good, you got it. Okay, let me kick some dirt around. Let me walk around a little bit. Let me just stay loose because if I don't, I'm done. Do you want to do this Bryce Harper soundbite now or do you want to hold off on that one? Yeah, I can do it now. I, you know, and you could offer your thoughts on it. It's uh, Bryce Harper being mic'd up in right field and he had communications in with the box. Very new, again, very yeah. odd yeah. being able to hear a, a player currently currently on the field and he's asked about he he basically brings up uh he brings up oh i feel like i'm uh i feel like i'm broadcasting an nfl game with you joe buck and and then just out of nowhere he brings up dak prescott and goes back and forth with joe buck and bryce harper says this he's fun to watch i mean watching him on sundays and mondays thursdays i mean that guy him and zeke i mean unbelievable it's a lot of fun it is just a lot of fun. So a Washington national. Make baseball fun again. A Washington national. If you're focusing on that, I think you're missing the point no, here, I'm Scott. Not. I get it. A Washington national is, you know, he, Bryce Harper's a Cowboys guy. I kind of don't care about that. I don't care. Bringing up during the game. Mm, I'm not sure if I care about it. I think it's sort of bad feel. Oh, no, dude, no. I think it's bad. For, I, I don't, don't ca care. He's a Las Vegas-born guy. Yeah. So you're telling me if you move to a new city because of a job, you're going to root for that team No. only? You're no, going to root for the Redskins stuff. No, but if you're mic'd up and you know you got a bunch of people listening and watching, I think it's a little All different. All right, you get another job in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. 
you go into the office and you're like, they're talking about the Rams game. And you're like, oh, yeah, go Rams. Big longtime Rams fan. Dude, it's it's different with some schlub in an office job changing his fanship you, you, than a professional athlete. I do uh, see what you're saying, but this is a professional athlete representing. Look, I, I don't care about it. He can root for whoever he wants. All I'm saying is I understand Washington fans who are a little bit irked by this. Uh, I understand. I understand why you're. No, I know you're not irked. I'm not irked either. What I'm saying is Who's I irked? understand how you're. Uh, all the radio people. <laughs> all the radio people. Uh, but again, he why could, he, he could have brought up any uh, any Redskin stuff. The Kirk Cousins story is the most fascinating NFL story going on right now. It is. It's leading the the NFL press by by a long shot. We're gonna hold off on that one, right? Yeah, we don't have to. Talk. I mean, we don't have to talk about. The, look, if you came to PST to listen and to hear about Kirk Cousins, I'm sorry, You're but the wrong you, place. You you really are in the wrong, like way wrong Google spot. It. Um, other fun things, other fun things besides the being mic'd up and, and shooting, shooting the crap around with Joe Buck. We have Nelson Cruz uh. walking up to the box and asking Yachty to take a picture of himself, Nelly Cruz with uh, umpire Joe West. Did that, what, what, any thoughts on that? No, I don't like it. I well, know, I don't need, I know you don't like it either, but. Why? But why? Because he could do it after the game. Yeah. He could do it in the hallway, in the clubhouse. He could do it some other time and not have to make a show about it. And then, obviously, we're talking about it, so it's a big deal. Sure. But and it's I, real funny, and he's going to get a lot of retweets on his Twitter on that one. I guess my point overall with with Nelly Cruz, with Harper, with all this, all the shenanigans, really, is that it happens in the All-Star game because... Yeah, they're it's almost like they're they're not making a mockery of it. They're just having fun. It's the equivalent in NBA how they don't play defense. But in the NBA All-Star game, it's a it's a boring game. When oh, it's yeah. when it's close to a 350 total point, it's just boring, right? Absolutely. But with this, there was that fun stuff. There was the pictures and, and the interviews, and it was two to one. It was a nut cutter. It was a great game. Now, granted, they had a whole bunch of guys, and it was the it was the best guys in the in the game right now. That probably just makes it good right there. But I'm okay with doing all that, you know, all the tomfoolery as long as it doesn't take away from the competitiveness. Yeah, I, I agree with you. In the All Star game, I agree with you. You couldn't do that on a flip phone. I remember, he put it in his back pocket. He put it in his left back pocket while he was hitting as a righty. Yeah, that's that's a little risky right there. That's, yeah, it's five hundred bucks. I don't know if he could afford that. He was he wasn't planning on getting on base and sliding and no. breaking it. Nah. Although, I mean, how many phones has Nelly Cruz gone through like in his in his pack? Hey, you know, that's just his baseball phone. This is the only picture he took with that phone and throws it out. Right. He brought it to the All Star game. Yeah. It's his All Star game picture. All Star game phone. Right. Yeah. He's got a bunch of them. He's got 162 phones, one for each game, 163 phones. Yeah, you should start doing that. I'm That's not sure game. if Seattle's making Can we talk playoffs. about why, though, he took a picture with the umpire? Did you did you say that? Joe West, I mean, he's he's – I didn't he, hear the backstory of this, but he's been – Joe West has been an umpire for a long time. And he just he has reft, a, He's he, reft. He, Boo. He's just umped. Yeah, there you go. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Why not? Scotty doesn't know. Well, it's when you make a mistake. It's all about Scotty doesn't know. Only only when you make a mistake. Okay, so other than... He's umped over 5,000 games is what I was going to say. That's like his thing. 
I didn't see. I knew five thousand. I knew he'd been around. I knew Joe West is like an ump legend. I didn't know that he's been around five thousand games. I know that was his number. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. You know, when we were talking about worst umpires last week with the Angel Hernandez ordeal and and suing baseball and pointing out Tory for like being racist. He was in the All Star game. Was Hernandez like, was? He was off the All-Star game. Uh, it's probably a little bit of like, okay, like, get off sorry. my back. <laughs> it could be. But Joe West, I believe, when I was doing my research on worst umpires by, by player vote, Joe West was up there too just, oh, be- yeah? just because he's ejected so many people. But really? when you're when you're up in 5,000 games, <laughs> you're going to run somebody out of the game every now and again. Yeah, and you're going to cross paths with about basically everybody. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. he – Wow. Like, think about it. I know you never focus on an umpire – but he is just like I feel like he umps all games. Like you can't turn on a game without seeing Joe. Do you see? Like his face is just—it's everywhere. You know what I mean? Oh, if yeah. you ever look yeah. at it, he's—he's he, he's like Marlins man. He just comes out of oh, nowhere. He's, he's Mar- not as bad as Marlins. Man. Marlins man was enjoying the All Star game. Oh, he—he he loved it down in Miami. He did. Woo. That's that guy's insane. Other fun things just for us Nats fans. We had four starters. The Washington Nationals four yeah. starters, and they all did a little something. Scherzer uh, two Ks in one inning. Harper going one for one. Awesome catch. Murph one for two. Zim zero oh for two, and I'm pretty sure they were both double plays. I'm pretty sure it was a classic yeah. grounding out into a okay. double play, and then some sort of pop and pick. That was that was tough to see. You know, poor Zim ah, having whatever. to turn around and then not showing in the All Star. I mean, you know, you remember stuff. I know it doesn't matter. Remember stuff like that. But Those uh, the three na- guys are all leading the NL in batting average. Top three: Murph, Harp, and Zim. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, and a heck of a year. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and. And you don't have to like it if you don't want to, but I think they are the baseball equivalent of a super team. I don't think a super team can exist in baseball. A super team? Well, again, I don't think a super team can exist in baseball, but if they had one more piece of their team, if they had a bullpen, they'd be the closest thing to a super team. That'd be the favorite by far. Right. And the reason why you can't have a super team is just because there are nine guys on the, on the field instead of just five guys on the court and you can't have three guys make a difference. Right. Fair enough. Um, but that was sort of my, you know, seeing that the whole right side of the field, it's Washington nationals. That's, that's pretty special right there. Scherzer was up. Yeah. It would be cool if they could figure out some way to to carry that into into next year and having and having a good strong Nationals, you know, a, a good representation by Nats in the lineup when the game is is in DC. Murph's going to get paid. Are you going to? Uh, is he a free agent after this year? I don't know, but when his contract comes up, he's going to get paid. Wasn't well, he was a free agent with the. When the Nats picked him up last year, was he not with the Mets? He was a free agent, so this is the second year of three, I assume it's a three. Deal. Oh, it is a three year. So after next year, wow! So it's going to be Harper and Murph. And a half milli. Everybody's talking about Harper being the. He's going to get paid. He's not going to be paid by the Nationals either. Harper? No, Murph. Murph. Why not? Why not the? Why not the Nats? If they want to. Leave room for him. That's interesting. I didn't know it was a three-year deal. That's fascinating because everybody's Murph and Harper's both end. Everybody's Murph. talking about Harper, but really, you know, you got you got Murph too. Yeah, that's a lot. That could be a killer. Should be a killer right there. All right, man. You want to move on to the SPs or take a break? Uh, let's move on to the SPs. Okay. And what do we have really to talk about? 
with the 2017 ESPYs. Well, there's nothing else going on. They throw in the ESPYs just to keep you interested. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely put in this week for a very specific purpose. Of course, because it's when there are no sports going on. Slow sports, but I don't think Sorry, a whole like a whole lot of people aren't. Oh, we'll br- I'll bring up Wimbledon uh, later I was this leave episode. That for leftovers. Well, that's not. Well, it's we're still bringing it up, right, so let's right, not right, feel bad right. about. It. Hey, if it's in leftovers, you're still. I mean, it's still there. You're all still right. having it. I looked at I looked at the ratings, and we had 5.6 million people watching the ESPYS on TV. Um, just a lot compared to compared to the All Star Game. All Star Game had eight point six really? million, which it's like that's low. Last year was the was the worst rating for the the 2016 All Star Game was the was the least watched All Star Game in All Star Game history, and this one was just a slight improvement. But compared to like the Super Bowl, I'm surprised at that. I'm actually surprised that the SPs don't pull more people. Me well. Are you like it's everybody sort of knows it's dumb. Like everybody does. You don't have to pretend athletes patting themselves on the back. <laughs> like who That's wants cool, to watch though. that? Yeah. Like why? Like it's why? ESPN you, patting themselves on the back. Right. That's where it is. But why do people tune in to the ESPYs? What's the draw there? All the, like all the awards fun, are already given it's out. Cool. Yeah. You I know, get it. Th- uh, you could guess every single one too, very easily. They're like barely any surprises. Yeah, but but they don't matter. No athlete is like displaying their ESPY. Russell Westbrook doesn't have his MVP trophy and then his ESPY award on the same shelf. No, probably not. It's you, fan voting, so it's not. It's not sports writers it's voting de- him MVP. Yeah, I th- I think it's just like all the other. All the other award shows, like in movies, it's just them patting themselves on the back. Sure, I'm not a fan. Gotta have something. I didn't watch it. I didn't I watch any. I was not one of those 5.6 million people. You watched the. I wonder op- how if they count me if I watch half of it or or like, yeah, about half. I'd say. Well, there is that whole Nielsen thing. This isn't the Nielsen number. The Nielsen number hasn't come out yet. And you know how they do the Nielsen where it's you're like you have to. I don't know if you qualify, but only. Like certain not amount of people family. have like a yeah Nielsen, family, a Nielsen family or Nielsen box. Do people who are Nielsen families know that they're Nielsen families? Because no idea. You see what I'm saying? Maybe we are a Nielsen family. Well, that's what I mean. Do you know when you are or are not one? No idea. How would that work? No idea. Say you knew that you were one. You could just have random stuff on the TV all the time to try to. Like blow up rate, even though you're just one person. I guess that wouldn't. Who's that one? Who's that one person watching Office reruns all day long? Yeah. Okay, so that was Espy's. But you watched, watched what? You watched the opening monologue. No, I thought that's. Oh yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah, I, we, I did. I, I do think we have to discuss this. I this, think like the opening monologue. Peyton Manning killed it. By the way, absolutely, absolutely killed it. I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about him. Can you tell us more about it while I find our soundbite for him? Yeah, I mean, he's just roasting people. And I, I think the big thing was when he, obviously the joke involved Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant just stood stoic. He's going to be a meme, right? Stoic. That's going to be a meme, the Kevin Durant know, look. But do you think they were in on it? That That's what I, that was my first thing. It was like, oh, Kevin Durant's in on it. This team was so dominant that Kevin Durant told me he wants to play for them next year. No, the play thing. Play it again. Play it again. So yeah, the thing pulled up a, and it was, it was a little too quiet. Here it, okay. Here it is. Let me just, I got too many tabs open. If you didn't watch the ESPYs. Here we go. We'll Peyton Manning. Again. 
And our gymnastics team was so dominant oh, wow. that Kevin Durant told me he wants to play for them next year. And at that point, they showed KD. And it, I mean, it's going to be a meme. I'm sure it's a meme already. Just the know. disappointed. You know what a meme is, huh? Yeah. Meme or may may. <laughs> meme or may may. Definitely a meme. It's not called may may? Oh, my God. Jif or gif? Jif. Not gif? You've heard it pronounced gif, yeah. though, right? Yeah. What's yeah. another thing? I mean, I know about stuff in pop culture, you have Scott. You a flip phone. I don't know, man. You're still living in. You can still, you know, I can still access the internet on my HP, on my HP laptop. Motorola Razor. It's a great, uh, it's a great cell phone. I can send texts. I can call people. What else do you need to do with a phone? Do you really need a phone to get on? Like, do people really need to get on the internet all the time at their own? Like, oh, I got to get on the internet right now. Just wait a second and Google when you get home. Can't check email. I can check email on my computer. Can't get internet. I I can do all that on my computer. Do you, can you get internet, but like it costs money? Like I remember that. No, yeah, I that st- was like a big deal. When I like st- you used internet. It was like, oh crap, my parents are gonna be so mad. I have like a half a gigabyte a month available to me, and oh, if I go over good. that, I never that's go on it. That's pretty I, good. I downloaded Snake actually. That was free. Oh, there you go. Snake. Yeah, yeah. You, I, yeah. Play Snake. I think they have those on the iPhone. Snake. I think they do. They don't have classic Snake though. <laughs> Classic snake. So SBs, I think a big failure all in all. Really? Yeah. I oh. mean it'll still it'll still be around. I enjoyed it. Some of the awards crack me up too. We have best bowler. I like well, that one. Didn't win that one. Uh best fighter. Who do you think won best fighter? Floyd Mayweather. I don't know. Demetri- Demetrius UFC Johnson. UFC guy. We have Murph will know that. Best play by Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure. It probably I don't know. Hail what Mary. Oh, Hail of Mary. course. Of course. There was one every year. I feel like he threw one every other game last year. Yeah. He's just throw. That's just what he did. They're going to start calling the Hail Mary the, the Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's, that's enough with the ESPYs, is it not? Yeah, let's do it. So this is a milestone in perpetual sports talk history, Scott. Yep. Love it. This is our first interview. We're going to call this segment the call to the bullpen. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have just a just a just a, buddy, a normal guy, ra- random a normal fella, just like us, normal sports fan taking over. He's he's got the ball now. He's different ta- part of the country, so different perspective. That's right. He's coming at us from. His name is a little misleading. He is coming at us from Georgia, but we know him as Kentucky Booney. Kentucky, say hi to everybody. Fellas, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Absolutely. It's an honor to be your first guest on the call to the bullpen here. All right. We're excited, too. Long-time listener, first-time caller. We got you We got you loud and clear. We're going to do uh, We're gonna do a little banjo walk-up music for, uh, for Kentucky. Come on. There it is. Okay, so first question for you. We're going to sort of center it around Kentucky, if, if you're okay with that. In Kentucky... Which sports season is most significant by a typical sports fan such as yourself? Uh, I mean, that's pretty easy. You got college basketball is definitely king. I mean, you got two of the greatest college basketball programs of all time right there in a in a sixty five mile radius. Um, so everybody lives and dies by that. You start watching recruits now about the age of fifteen. I actually just got a text from a buddy today about a twenty twenty recruit. Mm. Uh, at, uh, this week at Peach Jam was doing some stuff, so that's, that's pretty terrible. much what you live and die by. 
I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a college basketball coach. What's and what's a 2020, 2020 recruit? recruits? I, I don't even think about those yet. What does that mean, though? Kentucky, what's that mean? I've never heard of that. He can't hear you through that mic. Oh, that's right. Ask him what it means. Sean's asking what that means. And and actually, I'll I'll take this one. What it means is the graduating class of 2020 high school senior, like that would be when a high schooler graduates is in 2020. Man, so how old are they right now? Probably like 15 or 16. Oh, okay. That's fair. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's not bad. I'll cut you off. I'll cut you off. No, basically... I mean, how I understand it in Kentucky, it's either Kentucky or Louisville, correct? Right, exactly. There's no so, in-between. Nobody straddles the line. Okay, is there any, like, professional interest at all? NFL, MLB? Yeah, I mean, one thing you've got to remember, Cincinnati is on the southern tip of Ohio. Uh, so I live in the far southern part of the state, and we're only about a two-hour, two-hour and 45-minute ride from Cincinnati. So most people uh, live and die with the Reds. Uh, you got a few Bengals fans Reds. mixed in, uh, but it's it's definitely Reds country for sure. Reds country. You're two and a half hours away in your Reds country. Reds are Reds exactly. Are the Nets. Yeah, I mean it's a little weekend. different. You can't. Uh, I mean, I'm sure like you guys in the DC area. Oh you can't yeah, pop in, of course. Can't pop into a game so easily, but I mean you get Fox Sports Ohio, so you're tuning in, listening to Tom on the call every uh, night. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, so are you a Kentucky or Louisville guy? We'll just get that out of the way right now. Oh, I was born and bred to love the Wildcats. Oh, uh, Ridgely, Ridgely from, and there's no in between. The first basketball game I remember watching, I don't remember watching this live. Uh, it was on an ESPN Classic replay. The first basketball game I remember watching was a replay of the 92 Kentucky Duke game. Uh, love so it. my dad taught me at an early age to hate the red and pull for the cats. Nice. The 92, I don't even know if I was born was yet. That, was that Leitner? You Leitner? definitely weren't born yet. That was Leitner. That was Grant Hill to Leitner uh, over top of uh, Feldhouse. Okay, fair enough. All right, so what, what do you got? What, what do we got for him? All right, so, so your you're boy, Calipari your, then. Your boy Calipari. So your boy Calipari is not as big a sleazeball as the guy's counterpart, Rick Patino. They're equally big sleaze balls, but for the sake of They're the discussion, greasy. No, I, would, so, I, would, I mean, if if we're going to sit here, I will never sit here and act like college sports are a morality contest. No, they're not. Uh, nice. If, if you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me that somebody's not cheating, I'll probably call you a liar. They all cheat across the board. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> when you look at what the scale of it SVU's is, I don't think cheating. what's anything's going on in Kentucky that you see at North Carolina with. The academic fraud, and especially not what you see at Louisville with the prostitution ring. How there that's not been, how that's not a federal offense is beyond me. You're hiring prostitutes for minors. That seems quite <laughs> ridiculous. To me, well, hopefully, hopefully we're not cheating in Division Three ball because I well, coach Division I Three mean, ball division, and <laughs> Division Three ball. I, I I get non-scholarship sports, maybe not. But at the Division One level, that Power Five level, when you look at how much money's being pumped into those programs, oh, absolutely. The, to think they're staying, that everybody's staying between the lines is, is pretty naive, if you ask me. It's just winning. The only thing that, unfortunately, in that world, the only thing that matters is the W. That's the only thing that matters. So what? What? No. What made you? No. What? What made you draw to the Wildcats? Is it your parents? It was it just you liked blue more than red? Like, what? What makes you go a certain way? Because not everybody goes to Louisville or UK. Yeah. Well, I mean. You're definitely a product of your raising, I'll say that. 
I uh, didn't have much choice living up in the household that I was in. Also, if you look back when I was born in the early 90s, the first basketball season I remember uh, was the 1996 basketball season. Probably the greatest, yes. greatest basketball, college basketball team of all time. Uh, Walter yeah. McCarty, Derek Anderson, Ron Mercer, all those guys playing for the Cats. The first three basketball seasons I remember, 96, 97, 98, was national championship, runner-up national championship. And Louisville was pretty garbage at that time. So I uh, really, didn't, really didn't move the needle at that point. But it's definitely a family thing. Uh, when you're born, you kind of follow along with whatever tradition is. So, all right, I, I love it. I love that. I love Wasn't the Patino the coach during that stretch that he was talking about? Wasn't Patino the coach Patino right there from the late the coach 90s? for – for UK at that time. Danny Crum was at Louisville at that Crum. time. Crum, okay. No, but who was at? Who was at Kentucky at that time? Patino. Patino yeah, was Patino. at Kentucky. Patino Did, was at Kentucky from '89, and then he left after the '97 season. So I th- he went to the NBA, right? Like when he took that he Louisville jo- when he took that Louisville job, was there not a little bit of like, oh, you know, he he led us to these Final Fours and these championships. So I'm not going to root for Louisville, but I'm still going to follow. You know, I like Patino. Was there anything like that going on inside of you as a fan? Uh, I mean, I've got a I've got a great Patino story about when he left Kentucky. Go ahead, uh, love it. And w- and went to the NBA. It's a pretty good story about me personally. So actually, I have the book here. I know you guys can't see it on the air, but you guys can see it on the other side. This Success is Rick Patino's first book. Success is not a choice. Uh, this came out early 1997, like so right before mm. my sixth birthday. Uh, Kentucky won, won the national championship in '96. Lost in the '97 national championship to Arizona. In overtime, Nazi Muhammad, who you guys may remember from his yeah. NBA years, missed a couple free throws down the stretch to ice the game. Uh, Henry Bibby and Miles Simon for Arizona took it to overtime, and they pulled it out from there. Uh, but with that book, got the receipt in it, purchased it April 24th of 97. Wow. Tino also did a book signing with that. So going through the book signing, the talks had started that he was planning on leaving to go to the Celtics to be the head coach and the GM. Uh so as I'm going through the line, I'm almost six years old. Yeah. Everybody's been sitting there for hours. So I decided to ask the question while I signed my book. Mr. Patino, I've heard some rumblings. People say you're interested in the Celtics job. And I swear this to be true. My mother and my father are both confirm it. Right. I have I have the re- receipt right above Patino's autograph here. Well, the okay. receipt for the book. It's good visuals. We need some pictures so for the page. So I tell him page. that while he's signing my book uh, – he takes off his glasses, takes off his glasses. And you know kind of, I don't know if you've ever been around animals that, like, if you've ever seen shelter animals or something that have been beat or something, something like that. You know, there's something <laughs> that happens that triggers them, something that triggers them. So t- to this day, anytime someone takes their glasses off and uses it in their pointer hand to talk to me, yeah. I automatically think they're full of crap and everything they say is going to be a <laughs> lie. The flashback. So Tino no takes way. his glasses off, looks me in the eyes, and he says, Tyler, I never plan on leaving the University of Kentucky. Lying so, to a child. That's old. amazing. I was this, almost six years old. I thought it was the God's honest truth. This grown man just lied to a child. Well, I wouldn't. When all this Rick Pitino stuff would come up to the Celtics, I'd tell everybody, nope, he is not He is not going. I just talked to him. He said he did not plan on leaving the University of Kentucky. I wouldn't put lying to a child above a guy who – 
hires prostitutes for 17 year olds. I mean, that's, I mean, now that it's on the same level, but well, that's what, is he, supposed what, to, what is, is he supposed to say? Now I, I totally agree. It, it all, it all makes sense as you go. Story gets better though. Uh, so he actually stays at Kentucky for about two more weeks. So the day he leaves Kentucky is May the 6th, 1997. That's a also my sixth that birthday. That's the day he leaves Kentucky. And I'll never forget, uh, 97, you know, we don't have Twitter. Uh, the school I went to at the time, the private school I went to, we didn't have cable television in the, in the TV. It's 97. Not everywhere had that at that point from a school perspective. So my mom picked me up after school, and that's when she told me, hey, Rick Pitino left today. I cried more than I've ever cried no. in my life. I'm talking just continuously cried. As we're going home, uh, we got a birthday dinner planned at my grandmother's house. Okay. We go over there, go yeah. in, uh, we eat, whatever, and I'm still just crying the whole time. Well, afterwards, they bring out my birthday cake. It's a basketball cake. Got a basketball floor on it. Perfect. It's got, it's got three, like the little figurines that they used to put in cakes, the plastic figurines. They may still do. I don't know. I don't eat a lot yeah. of cakes anymore. One of them was Rick uh, Pitino. Yeah, no, 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 not Rick Pitino, but oh. they were all three in blue and white basketball jerseys, supposed to be Kentucky basketball right. players. Yeah. And then it had the UK logo. And I just continued to cry and oh. cry and cry. It's awkward. It's oh, the only awkward time in my life I've cried to the point where I puked. It's an awkward part. All over the cake? I've been there. Been there before. You cried. It was not all ago. over the cake, thank God. But uh but yeah, cried, cried all night. If if you ask me right now, I've dealt with a lot well, not a lot of things, but but some things. May 6, 1997, worst day of my life. Easy. Wow. That's that's a good memory. That's like your first memory. Just a Kentucky, it's, like it's a Kentucky fan date. Uh, and then another fun fact just for Rick Pitino dates, March 21st, 2001 is when he accepted the University of Louisville job, which was also my sister's 13th birthday. Wow. It's amazing. And I will, I will never forget the words that my dad muttered to me as we were sitting watching this on the local news station, his introductory press conference. We were trying to get out to my sister's birthday dinner. It's a little bit older at this time, so didn't sing me as bad. But I remember I just said something to Dad about, I can't believe he would do this. And Dad just looked at me and he said, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Now the cats get to beat him every year. And if you go back, if you go back and you look at the record, it's, I mean, he's, he's got us a few times, but for the most part, he's took his beatings. Yeah. So is, is this just like normal... UK fan knowledge is this just normal? Yeah, does every fan does know that? Everybody with, know this in Kentucky, like the date of May sixth, nineteen ninety seven, or whatever. I mean, I feel like little those little dates are much stronger for me when you deal when you look at the personal significances of those dates. Right with the birthdays, uh, I feel like that's will, like a nine eleven thing. You that know where you were. Basketball fan is probably more knowledgeable about specifics about their program than most teams are, because. Like you mentioned earlier, I know I pitched the Reds, but you don't really have that professional sports team. Not everybody right. necessarily diehard Reds fan. Yeah, you right. gravitate to are. Kentucky. So everybody in Kentucky remembers the day where they were when Rick Pitino took the NBA. Well, job. especially if, if it's like the birthday. If you the per- are like a legitimate Kentucky basketball fan and you're old enough to remember, you will know where you were at May 6, 97. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, average sports guy in Kentucky. All right. You're an average. Well, you're an above average sports guy. Knowing May six. Oh yeah. So we'll give, we'll give you that one. We'll give you that one. What's an average sports guy? What, what's he doing nowadays? What's he doing? What's the golf game like? What's the golf Go- game? golf game? Like, well, yeah. 
I mean, right now in Kentucky, it's pretty dead time, especially, I mentioned the Reds, especially when they're 10 games back in the division at the All-Star break. Not a lot of fun to be had there. Uh, pretty good golf state, though. There's quite a bit of affordable, cheap golf you can do. Um, you know, I grew up playing. I picked up the game when I was about 12 years old and have continued ever since. So that's that's pretty much where you'd see me at this point in the year. Nice. I, you know, I was about to ask that with – because Northern Virginia price is probably a whole lot different from Kentucky. Northern Virginia to, to play a nice public course, like not just your run-of-the-mill public course, but a nice one, a decent one, yeah. you're paying probably around 80. Oh, 80, I would say, yeah, I would say 80, it's 50 to 60. Well, unless you're getting the ridiculous hot deals on, on golf now. Oh, of course, you're playing. Okay, that you, with, the, with the hot deals, you're getting 30. So a nice, a nice public course, 18 holes plus cart, and you want to bring along a case of beer because you're with three of your buddies. A few what's, beers. what's that afternoon cost right there? 18 holes, cart, and beers. What are each of you paying? You know, it, it really depends on where you're at. Uh, so close to where I'm from, there's a pretty good public track, 18 holes. Uh, I've actually hosted some developmental tour events on the professional circuit. And you can get out there, $45 with a cart. Nice. Beer case of beer runs you 20, so you're looking at 65. There you go. That's case a, of beer is still is twenty bucks. Okay, so that I mean I figure that wouldn't change all that yeah. much. I don't know yeah. why you think it's so cheap. Why are you what like you shrugging mean? at? You're saying forty five. You're like yeah, too expensive. Hold up, it's hold up. Let me say something here about that though. So the golf I grew up on, the golf course I learned how to play the game. Also, the golf course where two collegiate all Amer- Division one collegiate all Americans have learned to play the game in the last ten years. Oh no, uh, who are they? It, uh, Tyler McDaniel, who's currently at the University of Kentucky, uh, and then Trey Bowling, who played at Eastern Kentucky uh, back in the late early 2000s, so like huh. 08. Uh, both of them had both of them had great collegiate runs. Uh, but that golf course, it's a nine-hole golf course. There's no bunkers on the golf course, uh, and it tips out at about 2,600 yards, 2,700 yards. Hmm. Uh, you can play out there for a dollar a hole, essentially. Nice. So, that's awesome. That's one thing you you see you see the nine hole course a lot in Kentucky because uh, you are kind of limited on the land because especially in my part of the state in the eastern part of the state with all the mountains and whatnot uh, you're kind of limited on usable land so you see the right. nine hole a lot. Interesting. Right. Give them the give them the would you rather. All right, Kentucky. We're get, we're going to close you off with one of our original segments. It's a little would you rather. Okay. So. All right. Would you rather? Have John Calipari fired and Rick Pitino hired back as the Kentucky head coach, or go one round with Connor McGregor? I feel like that's an easy one. Oh gosh, what a scenario that is! I mean, it's a little out of the box. We when you we, look at a round with Connor McGregor, am I allowed to tap out? Is that or do I have to go the full round? No, you can tap out. I mean, that would just be actually. How about this? You have to get knocked out. Yeah, there. He won't be allowed to grapple. Like he won't be allowed to do any grappling. It's just strike. So yeah, no tap outs. But you're gonna have to take some. He's basically gonna box me like he is. One round of boxing. Oh, okay. It's boxing. Open round of boxing, Floyd Mayweather style. Right. Floyd Mayweather. Right. Okay. I mean, oh, that's so hard because I'm fairly confident Conor McGregor would kill me if I had to get get in the octagon with him for one round. You you just got to weigh the options here. I feel fairly certain in that, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'd probably pray real hard before I got in there and take my chances. One of the last things I would ever want to see as a University of Kentucky fan 
is to see a Patino on the sideline. That goes for little Rick that's oh, now in Minnesota. That goes for Rick who's probably going to die on the sidelines at Louisville. Yeah. If I could think of the worst scenario that could happen to me, it would probably be a Patino back at Kentucky. Worse than – Worse than going one round with Conor McGregor. I love it. That's a true Kentucky fan hey, right really there. Is. Hey, can't really is. That. The way I look at it, if it's my time, it's my time. Love uh, it. I like that. I like that. Love it. All right, Kentucky. We really appreciate really appreciate you having us on. Or we really yeah, we really well, appreciate you. I mean, jo- you guys just handing the show over to me now? Yeah, there you go. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's been it's been awesome. Once again, PST listeners, that was Kentucky Booney. If you like listening to him, let us know. And if you want to be in his shoes, if you want to be on a future episode, you just say, hey, can I be on the episode? And the answer will 100% be yes. We will never say no. We'll give you a solid 10 to 20 minutes, however many he had, and it'll be fun. Yeah, come on up. So now we have to start our leftover segment. Everything we that happened this week in sports that we didn't really get a chance to talk about in the episode, which honestly isn't a whole lot because it's just been all-star game, uh, NBA, NBA contracts and, and home run derby, NFL contracts, at least in this area with Kirk Cousins. Let's just, talk, let's just take four minutes right now, Scott, and roll with that. So what do you got as a leftover? All right. First of all, what we didn't get to and that everybody is talking about. I think... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Is the NBA Summer League. Is everybody really talking about that? Absolutely. It's all over SportsCenter. You can't get uh, yeah, away Yeah, I it. know. Yeah. Tell me what shoes Lonzo Ball wore in his Summer League game. Mm. Summer League. Yeah. Well, it's a, thing. it's a thing because he's in it. Of course it is. It's, there's, been, no. there's been guys named Adam Morrison who averaged 20 points a game in Summer League. Didn't make a difference. Of course not. So I don't think it's, 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 it's just this, it's this, I think that points out a really good, it's the same narrative as it was before, before going a, into the draft. And it's he a really good point as in the NBA is taking over. Just be aware. You heard it here first. Hot take. The NBA is taken over ESPN sports center, the entire I, sports country. Who, what other, what other player are they covering? Other than Markel Lonzo Fultz Ball. twisted his ankle, are they are they really covering Jason him? Jason Tatum's though? having when a heck I, of a when I had it on when I had it on this afternoon. It was the big. It was you know how they do the caption on the side. It said summer league standouts, and they did ten minutes just on Lonzo Ball. That's it. And I thought standouts. I'm sitting there thinking, it's okay, standouts is plural. Cool. I get to I get to hear about I get to hear about Fultz. You know, I get to hear about other other Jason guys. Tatum's having a heck of a summer. I just he he, he wasn't Center. in the segment at all. It was just Lonzo. Ball. Well, that's that's ESPN's problem. Then that's SportsCenter's problem. That's the problem anyway. That's a whole other topic for another time. Write that down. I but, th- I think it's just the if it wasn't Lonzo Ball. Then it would just be a normal summer league. He's selling out the whole the, the wherever they're playing at was sold out. Do they play it's crazy. where they? It's in Las Vegas. I don't know where they. Oh, play that's in Las right. Vegas. Yeah, that's right. No, but it was just, and th- that wouldn't happen. That's not happening any any other summer league game if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Lonzo Ball. No, Wh- Wimbledon. We have one American in the in the quarterfinals. Sam Murray. Sam Query. He was tw- he was ranked twenty fourth coming into coming into Wimbledon. So, Andy that, Roddick. That's uh, not Andy Roddick. 
No, I don't. Bel- I'm just kidding. I'm just making a joke. No, well, who else? Who else is in the Federer? Has been retired for like 20 years. He was the he was the last guy to be. He was the last American to be in the final four of Wimbledon before this guy, Sam Query. So it's been a while. And that was that wasn't in the 90s. That good. was in like the 2000s. Yeah, oh that's yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Love Andy Roddick. On the other side, we have Venus Williams. She's not driving a car. She's playing tennis. Yeah. Okay. Sister's having a baby, and she's playing tennis. That's right, and she just advanced to the championships. So this is sort of an early weekend appetizer, but are you going to wake up at 7 a.m. to watch the to watch the men's quarters tomorrow? i have some breakfast. No, no, no. Not tomorrow. Have it on? No? Not tomorrow. 7 a.m. tomorrow? No. Maybe on Sunday I might have some scrambled eggs, watch some breakfast at Wimbledon, maybe a little English muffin. Is the championship on Sunday? Because the, sure cause the quarters are Friday. Oh, that and then semi Saturday in court. Yeah, they wouldn't space it. I guess they're not like basketball where they got to play tennis every other day. They, no. just, they just get after they it. Just, they just play because they're real athletes. Finally, I'm going to steal one more minute of leftover time. Kirk Cousins. We will know as Redskins fans if there would deal be done by Monday. Okay, it's not going to so get done. It's not going to be done. Nah. But it's just maybe, maybe. I don't know. The radio, the radio clowns will be talking about something else after after Monday. They get to take and Monday and say, won't. "Okay, why didn't it happen Tuesday?" And then get back with Nats. Then are, them and us are going to be talking about how big of a botch job this whole Redskins. No, we refuse is. to talk about Kirk Cousins on this show, and you know that it's a botch job. That's that's the only thing. Is that why we refuse? Why? How can we never talk about Kirk Cousins? It's just because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All Let's the, get the job done. He all, deserves to be the quarterback. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, so we could just say it and leave it at that. Frustrating. Yeah, that's it. It's about that time again, Scott. Listeners, Close we're gonna time. we're gonna wind down. We're gonna talk about what we're looking forward to this weekend in sports, and we're gonna listen to a little bit of Dropkick Murphys. Sounds good to me. We're gonna get you, get you all out of here. Um, so. Baseball kicks back up this weekend. I'll, I'll eat off. Awesome. I'll eat off. Don't worry. Got, okay. Well, you were taking I a little the long there. Appetizer. Taking a little long there. I didn't so know I we had some in. dead air. We had some dead air, but you're right. Baseball's back. You stole my thing. But that's okay. Nationals. We well, should be a little on, faster. I won't have to steal it. On the road. Sorry, we don't have that charisma yet. You know, it's only been like ten months of just doing it. But Nationals will be on the road from basically tomorrow until. Like what? The next Sunday? So yeah, well, nine day trip, right? Nine, nine days day trip. out on the West Coast. We got Cincinnati, little Angels and Diamondbacks action. Hopefully, we'll come back strong after that and come back home. Something I'm anxious for specifically this weekend with the Nats is to see how Tanner does on Sunday. Yeah, Tanner's been terrible. Tanner Rourke, I think, is past. I think it's been like his last four starts. He started out fine, but it was like the month of June was just bad. And if the Nats are serious about making a playoff run, gonna need, you know, gonna need five guys, not just not just four or, or three, you know, because you know Joe Ross yep. is always a little. So again, anxious, anxious for him. We also, what do you, what are you looking so like? No, I'm just checking if the sounds right. It, sounds it seems, good because that seems like good. That's yeah. the that's the music. Yeah, well, right? we're good. We're I good. promise. No, we're good. Okay, speaking of sound checks and microphones and all sorts of Sheesh. kind of stuff. Well, say it. Go ahead. Sheesh. No, no, go ahead. Uh, well, were you saying sheesh because I stole it? I thought, no, no, that I was that was looking. Oh, you sure? No, yeah, you're good. All right, I'll, we got thirty for thirty, Mike and the Mad Dog. You got it. 
And if it wasn't for, really if it wasn't for them, they were one of the first, you know, a couple guys just talking about sports. They got it, they, you know, they're kind of argumentative. Um, uh, Chris Russo is still on the MLB network, I believe. He still does stuff. I think so. Um, so we got that going on. Really, that's it's really good, though. I mean, and that's like the sports radio, man. I mean, you're obsessed with sports radio and or just radio in general. You yeah. Got, you carry if, the transistor radio around with you everywhere. If Yeah, if you're a radio person, if you have a sports podcast, you okay, probably, if you're one of those schlubs, listen go to listen to that. Maybe guys like the Godfathers. I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to learn something. And they hated each other, too. Yeah. Yeah, hated each other just like we do. We hate each other it's just fine. like we do. We're yeah. just you know we don't, mean to copy, we don't mean to copy their style, but we, that's sort we of make it. way too much money for this to be, you know, to just slide by. Exactly. So. Well, you take it seriously. You don't want to leave anything. You don't want to leave anything out there on the court. Can't leave any money out there on the table. Yeah. yeah. All right, Scott. Uh, good episode. Had fun with Kentucky Booney. He was he was awesome guy to have. Thanks on. for very, having him on. Very knowledgeable. Uh, if you can't get enough PST, Scott, where can they find us? You find us on Twitter at Perp Sports Talk. Just Google Perpetual Sports Talk and find us. Facebook, we gotten a bunch of new likes. Big people have been uh, posting or sharing it, whatever you call it, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, iTunes, subscribe, leave a comment. Please just leave a review. We don't even have enough reviews to get on iTunes, like review board. So subscribe, leave and a five star review or two-star i don't really care leave a star review say we were terrible write it put your name on it do it and we'll be good to go share and share with friends it's just not it's not Did i miss one Podbean. we're also on Podbean. right the original yeah that and one. share it share it on your social media please do please. we don't care you're you are totally allowed to do that new episode every thursday night and or friday morning for your drive into work right before the weekend and until next week it's been fun my name is sean and i'm scott